Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. Man, oh man, I think we are in for a fun show tonight. It's our first uh, first live show in a couple of weeks, and I think uh, I think we all just realized what we've been missing in our lives. It's Game That Tune, baby. It's yeah. your boy John Harrington here. Uh, we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Weiland with us. Say hey. Hey. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, this is, uh, Game That Tune, episode 61. Um, man, we're doing so good. Tonight, first game, it's gonna be our 300th game. It's gonna be a great, uh, great distinction for a classic game with a classic theme. If you're just joining us on Game That Tune, we, uh, listen to video game music. We, uh, try and guess the game based on the songs. A little bit of trivia, we goof off, have a lot of fun. The winner picks the theme for the next episode and plays a bonus song, so... David Fleming was our winner a couple of weeks ago when we had another show, and he picked, uh, what theme do we pick, David? Uh, I'm calling the theme Ladies' Night. Uh, it is games yes. that either star or have a playable female character. I like that. Yeah. I like the caveat of playable female character, because that widens the theme substantially. But, uh, yeah, man, I think, uh... I think we got uh, I think we got some good tunes lined up for the show, you know, possibly some uh, some iconic stuff, possibly some uh, some kind of overlooked stuff. So, uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's time to get started, Johnny. What do you think? What's uh, what do we got for game one? Here we go. Game one.
man, those pauses had me think my computer was fucking up at the end there. Like, oh god, <laughs> like what's wrong, man? It's just great tunes. <laughs> yeah. Who did this? It's a good one for game uh, 300, by the way. This it's a, is it's actually games. a fucking perfectly iconic game for game I'm 300. Honestly, yeah. surprised you guys hadn't used it yet. <laughs> I'm still waiting on the trivia to figure out what this is. All right, so uh, trivia for this game. Uh, one of the iconic power-ups for it, uh, the name of it was actually a mistranslation, and they ended up keeping it because it sounded cooler. It basically fit the theme better. <laughs> like, hmm. it sounded neat. I like it. Oh, I even know what that is. Yeah.
if that answer's ready. Yeah. Ooh. I was really kind of hoping that song would end after <laughs> the first, like, five seconds. Ready. I honestly, that, I, that was the thing. I thought it was just going to be that jingle. <laughs> I was a little disappointed <laughs> it kept going. All right, we got everyone uh, send Metroid and draw on their best Metroids, except for John. Oh, <laughs> damn it. John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to wait for David to confirm that that's actually the game. I know it is, so heck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, uh, I mean... You know, besides being an incredibly easy first game, that is a great game for Game 300. What an iconic game that I actually don't care for very much. Um, oh, good. I thought I was going to be the dissenting opinion on this one. Fuck no, man. That game is, is inscrutable, baby. Like, it's a fucking hard game. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, it was fine for 1986, but you know, once they added things like map screens and fucking, you know, I don't know, the slightest semblance of a direction for you to go in, the the series greatly improved. <laughs> so uh, I really yeah, David, like the take idea it away, of man. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, so, um, anybody. Other David, though, you were saying that you actually know the trivia. Uh, what item is it? Just uh, for uh, our audience at home, that would be the various suit, which was originally supposed to be the barrier suit. Absolutely mm. right. Which makes sense because it does less damage to you. It's the barrier, and they fucked up the translation, and it just sounded cool. And they're like, "Oh, that sounds spacey. Let's go with it." I thought they were supposed <laughs> to wear various suits. <laughs> And, you know, that's just, just layering armor. Yes. <laughs> you know, you do acquire various suits throughout the game. Is that not what they were referring to? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, like, the, the canon explanation, it's like the variant suit or something like that. And they're like, uh, close enough, whatever. <laughs> so an algebra thing, it's the variable suit. Um, See, now I'm just picturing, like, her cornering some space pirate going, like, how are you not freezing in the space station? I wear layers. <laughs> it was brisk. I dressed in layers. <laughs> just unlocks a new suit and it's got like a pair of like uh, like mittens like uh, tied to it. Yeah, she's just like, oh, that's nice. Into the chest. <laughs> she's got one mitten uh, on her hand and then like a leg warmer over the arm cannon. Yeah, she's got a nicely knitted doily or like a nicely like knitted gauntlet over her arm cannon. Like, That'd be perfect. horrifying to have like a crocheted arm cannon just destroy you. Like shit, she's really good at craftsmanship and she's destroying me. It's the only thing that her parents left her. <laughs> uh, they knew she was going to grow up and wear that suit. They knew her arm cannon warmer. Um, I think that is Metroid cannon. Uh, you Can we know, please I'll have one of, one of the Game Boy games, I think. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Can we please have There's one of the tags thing. for this episode be crocheted arm cannon? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with this. <laughs> um, also, um, looking up the uh, the guy that did the music for this, uh, Hirokazu Tanaka, a.k.a. Oh, Hip or him? Ship. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you mean Hip Tanaka? <laughs> yeah, he's done a ton of good stuff. Uh, no way. Metroid, Kid Icarus, Super Mario Land, Tetris, Mother, Earthbound, Dr. Mario. Uh, he went on to make Creatures Inc., which is like another company. Are you uh, are Creatures you seriously Inc., listing you off the resume of Tanaka right now? <laughs> like, yeah, man, this, this guy's been a shit ton of music. Like, he's I never been actually realized he's the same guy. Before. Yeah, David, this is not new information. He's fucking <laughs> prolific. Like, good God. <laughs> I know. never knew he was the same guy, though. So oh, I was, you know, was going to say, that. if anybody out there is listening to their, uh, you know, today released uh, game that tune, all Nintendo launch mixtape, he's featured on the first two games of that. The guy, <laughs> he makes fucking great video game tunes, and yeah, that little company founded Creatures. What is it they did? Creatures Inc. Yeah, yeah. Th- hmm. I feel like they worked on some 
weird, obscure RPG series that, like, yeah. nobody's heard of. It was definitely not a series recently inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Absolutely not. Was it really? Um, I didn't know that. It was. <laughs> Very well deserved, yeah. too. Hmm. Okay, so, um... I totally know what it is, but just for our audience at home to know, what are you talking about? It's Monster about? in My Pocket. Um, no, no, classic. no. Digimon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he's the guy who created Agumon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he made come on, we all know that. It's that Yu-Gi-Oh game, right? Pretty sure he ran that Digimon hentai site we were all into in middle school. How'd you um, know about that? I might oh, be... My- <laughs> I might be confusing Hip Tanaka with Chris Blue. I don't remember. Oh, I was um, going to say Tanaka Blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just putting it on blast. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Blue. Uh, if you're out yeah, there. Miss, miss you, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joke's on uh, us. He's probably like rich and famous from running some Dude, kind he of got weird so hentai. much money off running that Digi Hentai website. There's no way he's not just, you know, rolling Digimon fuck you money. Um, Which is anyway. the best kind of money. Yeah. Digimon, <laughs> D- Digimon, fuck me, money. <laughs> mm, um, what game are we talking about? <laughs> Metroid. Oh, Metroid. Oh, Metroid. That's the one. Nothing to do with Digimon Hentai. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's all this. talk about the first time we beat the original Metroid and learned that Samus was a girl. Or we talk about the time that we knew that somehow going into Super Metroid because you heard it from everybody, but nobody ever beat this game. I just knew it from doing the Justin Bailey code. Like, mm. I never fucking beat this game as a kid, because it's hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that gets into a point that I was going to bring up. Um, I love the exploration, uh, because I like Metroid games. I hate Metroid on the NES, because mm-hmm. I like exploring and backtracking and finding my own way. What I don't like is having to shoot every square tile, because you don't know where to go. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. No, like, it, do, it yeah. does not give you many clues. No. I I feel like NES games were really bad about having hidden shit in walls because they wanted you to either buy Nintendo Power or like say like this game is, you know, X hours long and then they just like it's they can't cram that much content into it, so they just make it hard as fuck to find the next place to go. Yeah. No, they wanted you it's to like call the guys in Washington because it made them feel important. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, Howard Phillips sitting, like, at a cubicle feeling bad about himself. <laughs> hey, hey, make this game harder. I want people to call me. Oh, yeah. Let's call on our hotline. <laughs> exactly. I thought people would really want to talk to the guy that created this game. You know, I know every secret in this game. No, you don't, sir. You know, you d- don't even front. You have no idea what this game is, do you? It's about a very powerful man in a very powerful suit. Boom. Disqualified. <laughs> you, you play as this guy na- named Metroid, yeah. and uh, <laughs> wait a minute, the main, char- thing. <laughs> main character isn't Metroid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I, um, I definitely, I definitely did not know Samus was a girl until like Super Metroid came out, and there's a like I remember reading, oh, if you beat the game in under I think three hours, you get a screenshot of Samus in her underwear. Um, right. But my yeah. first thought was like. You know, you see. It, I remember it was phrases like you see Samus in their underwear or something like that, and I was like, "Why do you want to see a dude in his underwear? Like, what's the point of this? <laughs> That's like, no reward. <laughs> this looks a Sam guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Um, I, 
I feel, I don't remember when I found out about it, but I definitely knew about it going into Super Metroid, and then you know immediately experimented with uh, experimented with getting Samus killed to confirm that indeed it was a girl. You know, it's like, oh hey, you know, <laughs> I know how to find this out. Oh look, her armor explodes. That's uh, that's pretty visibly a girl. Cool theory confirmed. I never need to beat the original Metroid. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think Super Metroid's enough, my only was... Metroid. I think it was one of you guys that told me because I never beat the first Metroid. I never got very far in the first Metroid. Never mm. had a Super Nintendo, so never played Super Metroid. And I remember playing Smash Brothers like, who's this mech guy? It's like, oh, that's Samus. That's the woman from Metroid. Wait, woman? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I- Samus is pretty fucking great, man. Uh, you know, and I mean, I'm not comfortable enough to, with my knowledge of video games, say, like, earliest female protagonist in video games, but, uh, seems like probably the most iconic one? Kind Definitely of a trendsetter? One of them, yeah. yeah, like... I'm sure I there's, know, uh, like, some arcade game that stars some woman, but, I mean, like, Samus has definitely gone on. Yeah. Like... And it, I think it got people's attention. Like, hey, cool. <laughs> That's, well, uh, I know, um... Uh, like, I thought I was playing as a guy the whole time. You mean women can kick ass, too? Good. Glad to know it. <laughs> I'm gonna make games for a living is, sealer. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's sort of based off Alien, and, like, they just kind of went with it, so I think making the main character be a female, like, made it really... Like, this... I mean, like, you know, she's, she's crawling through a bunch of, like, alien shit, like, blowing it up. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it at all. But, uh, you know... Yeah, man, Metroid's fucking great uh, in terms of its place in video game history, if not its place in playability history. Um, you know, the music's fucking great. You know, thanks to who was that guy again? Hip Hero Cut. Uh, we'll we'll just edit that in post. He doesn't seem important. Um, yeah, I mean, he and, was kind of uh, like one and done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely never did much outside of, like, you know, past, like, 1986 on the NES. Like, you know, he went away pretty quick. You know, launch games, fucking, you know, Gyromite, Wrecking Crew, Metroid, bye-bye. You know, so long, hip. That's weird, Um, man. Just a really good soundtrack for this game, and then never heard from ever again. Yeah, never did anything. It's weird. Uh, One of those great (laughs) mysteries, huh? But yeah, um, I think that, uh... You know, much like the video game industry, after finding out that Samus was a girl, we should move on to our next game featuring a female protagonist. Johnny, that's called a flawless Wait. segue. Oh, and, uh, I had a thing I wanted to share, but oh, we'll talk about it after the show. All right. Oh. Oh. Share it now. <laughs> Go look up. There's a guy on YouTube. He's doing a synthesizer cover of the Metroid soundtrack with like a real oh, old yeah. school analog synth and it's fucking actually, badass. Yeah, oh, actually, no, you're awesome. totally right about that. That music is fucking great. I don't remember what the yeah. guy's name is, but I've listened to some of that and yeah, yeah. that analog synth NES music is fucking awesome. It's so that good. sounds incredible. <laughs> I need to hear that it. now, yeah. Game 2 
It does slow down. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, my music yeah. was short this week. It wasn't that short. That was good. Yeah, that was good length. So, who would like it's a, a little size. trivia? <laughs> that bow is pretty good size. Yeah, uh, let's do it, man. Uh, so, the main character of this game is female, and also... <gasps> what? <laughs> ...possesses a device... I gotta get that Vader sound back. Uh, she is given a device called a DTS or DAS, uh, depending on which version of the game, that helps her solve puzzles. The device is modeled after the original model of the Nintendo DS. I also have an extra piece of trivia. If yes. Like, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this game actually, this game was released for the Nintendo DS, uh, and the sequel was created for the Nintendo Wii, but the sequel was only released in Japan and Europe, never in America, which pisses me off to this day. Sweet. <laughs> well, I think based on my uh, Googling of... DS games, female protagonist. I think that confirms my answer. I don't know about you guys. 
based on my logging into the scorekeeper and looking at what David punched in. No, no. I, I was, <laughs> was going to say, say it's like based you on assured my us that you can't do that. <laughs> based on my Googling, I, I think that, that's confirmed it. Well, based on my drawing of a penis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John, please, in this episode, we're drawing vaginas. Oh, I can do that. Okay. What? <laughs> okay, here we go. I got an answer. All right. It's like a, it's shaped like a football, John. Um. <laughs> God damn it, John. <laughs> episode title. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> That's it, right? That's the answer, right? <laughs> so David Wyland says, no idea, lol. Um, John Regan says Sonic and the Black Knight, uh, which is incorrect. John Harrington is correct with the guess of Trace Memory. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Another Coat. Of course it is. Um, fastest Googler here. Award goes to hey John. Man, you know, <laughs> skills. I have them. <laughs> yeah. It's like Google DTS. Like, that's a bunch of computer shit. Okay, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know the terms, so, man. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say this is a classic that everyone has played. Um, I at least know what it is. But, uh, I no, I've never touched this game. Sounds familiar, the name, but I never played it. Uh, this was a really, really early DS game, and it was basically a point-and-click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually really cool. Um, you play as this girl, Ashley, and she gets basically a DS on her birthday. Her parents have been missing for years. She's been living with her aunt and she gets this birthday present that's this magic DS and a card from her father saying, hey, come to this island. I want to see you. She's like, what? So the whole game is her like exploring this island, trying to find her father and figure out what happened to her parents. And along the way, she meets this ghost and the ghost is this kid who's like, hey, I'm dead. How are you? So it's kind of like solving what happens to her parents while also solving this kid's murder. Because he died on the hmm. island like a hundred years ago. Hmm. So it's a basic like like it. point and click adventure game. It was pretty short, um, but it was pretty cool. And it seems like the DS was made for it, some point and click adventure games. You know, some, the, uh, uh, yeah. visual, same sort of style yeah. as like Phoenix Wright, sort of? Yes. Sorry? Is it the same style as, like, Phoenix Wright, kind of? Or, like, you have, like, a room you click on stuff, and it says, like, this is a box. You can look at the box now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. And then you pick up different items and then use them later to solve puzzles and all that. Um, it was just, like, it was in that early DS period of, like, Brain Age and Nintendogs and, like, hey, let's try something totally different this time and see what gotcha. sticks. Yeah, they were just like, let's come up with a lot of things you can do with this touch screen, and maybe some of them make it into future games. Maybe they don't, but yeah, let's uh, let's you know let's crank this out. Yeah, you can you know tap on things and probably spin them around and solve puzzles, and uh, you know I don't know tap that ghost and yeah okay <laughs> we'll keep a couple of things from this. <laughs> cool. Another episode uh, yeah. title: Tap That Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, from what I know of it, it's yeah. You know, I was gonna compare it to Phoenix Wright too, but obviously, I don't think it uh, really shares the courtroom setting. Or from the sound of the music, doesn't seem to share the. Uh, I don't want to say it's not exciting, but uh, I would venture that it's a little more laid back and a little less gotcha than the Phoenix Wright games. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be so great if you had to incriminate that ghost. Like, you know, bullshit, you died in the drowning. You know, I know exactly what, I know exactly what happened to you. Like, you're me. You just can't swim, you idiot. Yeah. God, that would be the best Law & Order series, like, where they prosecute ghosts. Dude, Law & Order Medium Edition would be so oh. good. <laughs> yeah. Law and uh, Order psych crossover or something. Dude. I was just thinking it's Law and Order, but the main detectives are played by Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I mean, I, I still need my iced tea in there. <laughs> yes, I'll die. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, yeah, it's basically Ghostbusters, but after they put him into the trap, then they release them into a courtroom setting. Yes, and Sam Waterston fucking grills them and sends them to ghost prison. <laughs> So okay, Law and Order Ghost Prison, that uh, that definitely needs to happen. That that just seems like the logical progression. Like, just all you're doing is pierce a bunch of like Slimer and shit in the stands, like trying to poke holes in the story of how someone died. Like, I was just imagining like instead of the famous Law and Order transition sound, it's the sound of the proton pack clicking on. Yes. <laughs> Or it's just the Law and Order theme, but played on theremins. <laughs> uh. It's the spookiest of instruments. <laughs> bum bum. Um, yeah. Um, well, cool, so man. Trace yeah. memory. <laughs> trace memory. None of those things. Um, it's story of a girl and a ghost and an island. Um, yeah. Tale as old as time. I was thinking, as you were describing it, it sounds like a game that I was almost on the verge of using for the show, and then I decided not to because it doesn't really have a soundtrack. Uh, did you ever, any of you guys ever play Gone Home? I've heard of it. Oh, it's that's the indie PC one, right? game, right? Yeah, it came out like a couple years ago on PC and then on PS4, and it's like you know, you're a girl coming home from a from like you know boarding school or something, and you get to your house and it's just empty, and you have to walk around the house finding out like where the hell your parents and sister are, and it seems like there's some kind of supernatural thing going on. Spoiler: there's not. Everybody just left. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, it's kind of like that, kind of like a DS, uh, you know, a little more a uh, little more anime version of uh, of some Gone Home type stuff, but. I don't know, they're probably not at all related, but... Yeah, because I was thinking you know. about this theme, because normally when I pick a theme, I have a game in mind, and this time I didn't really. It's like, well, I could do any of the Metroid games, or any of the Shantae games, or any of them. Oh, wait, what was that Trace Memory game? That was fun. Let me check up the soundtracks. Like, wow, this is oh, really nice. soothing, peaceful, nice music. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> any idea who the composer is? Uh, that would be an excellent question. That Hirokazu I'm... Tanaka, everybody. Once again, no, it's not that. I didn't look that up. <laughs> 100% not looking up now. Um, yeah, no. There were three composers, apparently. Uh, Makoto Hagiwara, uh, Kenjiro Matsuo, and Yuchi Nakamura. Nice. Yeah. So shout out to Ooh. them. Yes, because that was a nice soundtrack. It's nice, like, you know, laid back, piano-y, island-y. A little ghostly in there, you know, solving a mystery, doing a, doing some tapping puzzles. Because <laughs> that's that, man. I mean, that's basically like the whole game. It's a very like laid back, casual adventure, and that's one of the things I liked about it. Because the the main character Ashley is just she's just this teenage girl, but not like an annoying bratty teenage girl. She's just like this regular kid who mm. solves a murder mystery and everything. And yeah. <laughs> 
I like and, yeah. I, I like that. I like that she was down to earth, and I like that it was a simple game. I like that one of the items you get in the beginning is a bag of candy that serves <laughs> no purpose, but if you use the candy, it just shows an animation of her eating it and then smiling like, oh, that tastes good, and that's it. There's no purpose <laughs> for it other than just like, oh, I don't know what this puzzle is. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a little break and have candy. Okay. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. I, I always love stuff like that in point and click games like in monkey island where you have the red herring and he mm. picks it up he's just like this is gonna be useful at some point i'm sure of it and it never is <laughs> nice i like that the candy is even less of like a pun or like a meta thing than that it's just candy to eat but uh <laughs> yeah man cool game uh yeah, yeah i'll have to take a snack break man you know <laughs> yeah exactly let's all go get some candy um, yeah, let's go, say, go to the lobby. It's probably not like on the Wii U Virtual Console or something, but I bet you you can find this game pretty. Uh, bet you can find it somewhere. Who knows? I'm, I'm sure if you like go are. into some store, like a game store, you can find it used for. I would hazard a guess to be about six dollars, if that. Yes. Like, I was gonna say, yeah, I'm trying to think of those other early DS games that it would be like sitting next to, like, feel the magic. <laughs> like, yep, we'll let you have it for five. Here's <laughs> like, a uh, game that's full of mini games that uses the uh, <laughs> the new features of this system. Oh, you like mini games? How would you like you can, to solve you can click a, on a touch you know, screen? Thirteen-year-old girls' shit. murder mystery. Oh, that sounds okay too. I don't know. This is a brand new system. I'll try anything. Um, <laughs> but. Anywho, good pick, man. I like that. So, uh, unless there's something else, Johnny, I think we gotta. I think we gotta keep going. Game three.
Okay. That was fun. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. So, this is our fan request for the week. And uh, it comes to us from our good friend Kevin on Facebook. Thanks again, Kevin. <laughs> Apparently, we're just racking up the request from you. Um, and so, trivia for this. You know, get ready for this. Many people believe the ending of this game contains accidental innuendos that may encourage younger players to search their homes for their parents' sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) That just happened. to bid a fond welcome to uh, John Regan's mom to the stream. Um, so, guys, uh, you got those answers ready? Not <laughs> Timing, <more>, John. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I couldn't have planned that any better. Uh, let's see. John Regan says, Ringling Brothers Circus Stimulator. No. Uh, David Wyland hasn't you know read it. anything yet. He has no idea, lol. And David <laughs> Fleming has the correct answer of Super Princess Peach. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> man, oh man. So, there's so many things to say about Super Princess Peach, but I get the feeling that you guys only want to talk about that trivia. <laughs> I'm a little curious now. <laughs> Jeez, that was uh, that was one of the best pieces of trivia I've ever accidentally stumbled upon. I was gonna say, uh, I think David that is Fleming- the, the ultimate trivia win for the show. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so you know, for those who haven't played Super Princess Peach, uh, one of the you know big things at play in the game is a thing called the Vibe Scepter. The game's all about emotions. You know, everybody's. Wow. Everybody's, uh, you know, they've got different emotions that affect how they act in the game. And uh, Bowser finds a strange and mysterious scepter that allows him to control things' emotions. The vibe scepter. And so when you beat the game and, you know, they're doing, like, the closing thing, I actually, you know, I took this down because it seemed very, very funny. It's not as severe of an innuendo as people seem to remember it. Like, people, I think, fixate on the wrong things in this, but it says... The Vibe Scepter has strange and mysterious powers, that's for sure. And it starts talking to you, the player. It says, so how do you feel about this last adventure? One thing about that scepter, no one knows who created it or why, but somewhere, someone might possibly be using it right now. What? Your dad just got mad at you the other day, you say? Your mom's been laughing happily a lot? Maybe, just maybe, the Vibe Scepter is hidden away in your house somewhere. Oh. 
You decide what that's trying to encourage children to do. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Is that like a, a translation error? Like, how did that happen? Like, it's a no, translation no, error or it's somebody fucking around with the translation themselves. I don't feel like any game should ever encourage children to search their parents' house for anything. Like, no. you know, best case scenario, they find like the gun safe. You know, <laughs> worst case scenario. <laughs> I like that children gun. finding guns is the best case scenario. <laughs> Well, no, it's a I, gun safe. <laughs> you know, like they yeah, can't pres- access it, but they just wear <laughs> yeah, their guns all hands over the up. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, presumably the gun safe is locked and it's fine. Finding the gun is the problem, but the gun safe is no big deal. I'm just picturing a kid, like you know, looking under his parents' bed and then being like, "Yo, mom, look, I found a magic wand," and then it just all goes yeah, downhill from there. Like, <laughs> no, you know, no, sweetie, it- you found mommy's cordless neck massager. <laughs> now give that back and go go put sanitizer on your hands. Um, it's a lightsaber, so, sweet. So anyway, Super Princess Peach, you know, innuendo questionable game, pretty darn fun. Uh, David, you, did you ever uh, you? did you ever play Super Princess Peach? I did, Mr. Play DS. Super Princess. Yeah, you like it? I did like Super Princess Peach. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I played just a little bit of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those colorful Mario spinoff platformers, you know, it's got fun cartoony graphics, it's got a bunch of the characters that haven't turned up in the series since, like, Super Mario World, you know, I like, uh, you know, I like the reappearance of, like, certain enemies, like, I'm trying to think, what's the name of the guys? It's, uh, I think it's the Amazing Flying Hammer Brothers, the guys that just, like, swing around <laughs> like this, and they're just slinging hammers like this, you know, yeah. those guys don't turn up in many things. <laughs> Um, Which is a shame, because they should. Yeah, exactly. They're great uh, enemies. Yeah. What? So, uh, what what kind of, like, controls does she have in the game? Is it kind of like Super Mario 2, where she can kind of do, like, the float jump stuff? She's got, there's a lot of stuff you can do in the game. She's got, for one, a living, talking umbrella, or parasol, excuse me. Okay. Uh, Almost made that mistake. Parry the parasol. Ba- I was gonna say, the, basically the, your sidekick in the game. <laughs> the thing is named Perry. It's um, not Perry the Umbrella. Yeah. Damn it. It's Umberto it. the Umbrella. Umberto <laughs> 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 Umbrella, duh. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you can uh, you can like upgrade your umbrella to do stuff like fall slower or I think like slide or you know charge at people. Um, and then uh, you, the uh, main mechanic of the game is that you have different vibes, which is, you know, these emotions that you have, which, you know, affect, uh, that let you do different things. Uh, David, remind me, what do the, uh, the vibes do? Uh, you had happy, sad, angry, and... I think they call it content or something. <laughs> yeah, like calm or something like that. Um, when yeah. you get angry, you burst into flames. Uh, when you get sad, you cry and make waterfalls. Um, I think when you're happy, you can heal yourself. And it's, it's one or the other. But yeah, there's like happy and content. Happy makes you lighter than air and you can float farther. And the other one makes it to where you're feeling good and you heal yourself. But uh, yeah. I feel like you know, there's a lot of overlap with those vibes and the emotions from Inside Out. 
Yeah, you kind of see that. There is. There very much is. So is the uh, is when she turns into anger, does she get like Lewis Black's voice? <laughs> that would be a good idea. You know. Yeah. I, I, if I was Bowser, I'd just fucking quit at that point. I'm like, shit, I'm out. Yeah. Mm, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I would love I can't that. put up with 30 minutes of this. <laughs> I would love that so much of just like yeah. Lewis Black. All right, Mario's here. Now let's make a fucking cake. Yeah. Yeah. I picked a fucking game for you! Here's truly Princess Toadstool! Beach! <laughs> yes. Like, I didn't know, uh... It's like, I was like, I didn't know he was like a fucking, like, 60-year-old, like, angry Jewish man. Like, I'm fucking out, guys. I'm yeah. done. Well, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's it's a fun game. It's, you know, it's like, you know, I think it's pretty easy. You know, it's just easy going. You know, and they use the uh, they use the mechanics in fun ways. Like uh, I'm trying to remember the first boss battle, it's like you're fighting Petey Piranha, and you got to fill up his stomach by going into your sad emotion and crying into his mouth, which uh, is kind of fun and unwieldy. And then you got to like stomp on his uh, belly button once he's full. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got good exploration and like That's I said, uh... colorful graphics and fun music. It's yeah, it's just a, it's just one of those fun Nintendo spinoffs, man. You know. <laughs> I feel like David can elaborate more on it than I can. I, I only played a little bit of it, but yeah, it's uh, no, good. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still caught up on that. How you do the boss fight? You cry into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't think of it that way. We already did the innuendo discussion. <laughs> no, it's you know, just like that is, uh, man, that is like some next level fetish shit right there. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like. <laughs> It's, oh, it's exactly me. Oh. it's exactly how you beat him in Super Mario Sunshine. You squirt water in his mouth till he gets full, and then you jump on his belly. Except instead of having a water pack, you use it from your tear ducts. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Exactly. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. like I think, because I think the water really is organic, it makes it slightly like I don't know. Kind of like it, I think it just CD. all reads as a backlash a to the flood. Nobody just... liked the flood when Super Mario Sunshine came out, so they're like, "Well, we had this whole water mechanic to use, you know. Fuck, how do we, you know, if Peach isn't gonna wear the flood, what is she gonna have? She could cry a lot. <laughs> oh, genius! <laughs> I would love the fact that if they they were going to give her flood, but then decided against it and used the emotions instead, because I love the idea of Princess Peach having her own flood that somehow shoots fire. Like, that's yes. badass! Exactly, it shoots yeah. water, like, it lets her hover, it sustains her, and then for some reason goes into fire mode. <laughs> like, you know... Yeah, actually, that would have been great. They she really should have just made this. Gasoline. This should be sunshine too. Now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? Wash me away? Ha ha! No, I'm gonna ignite you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing like Princess Peach, but she's in like you know like camo with like a cigar, just like burning down like a forest in Nam or something. I was gonna say yeah, Princess Peach platoon. I'm into it. <laughs> 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 or Princess Peach, played by Willem Dafoe, also into it. <laughs> oh my god. Episode uh, title. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we've all seen Boondock Saints. Willem Dafoe is not against wearing a dress. That was a fire flower! I also really just want to take... John's trivia in its entirety and make that the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can absolutely do that. (laughs) The trivia needs to be heard, people. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, um... Yeah, man. So, uh, Super Princess Peach, pretty fun. 
I think this one actually though, if I'm not mistaken, for a while there was like almost exceedingly rare. Like I feel like I tried to like pick this one up at a retro game store a while back and it was remarkably pricey. Like the for some reason the most expensive DS game. So I don't know how easily accessible this one is anymore. I might be wrong about that. That might have changed. But uh I'd say it's worth playing. David, will you give it a thumbs up? There it is. Podcast listeners, David's thumb loud and clear I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I would gladly give this game a thumbs up hey there we go that's how you thumb something up um, so anyway yeah fuck yeah man thanks again to the uh, to Kevin for the request uh, let's stop using his other requests and uh, Johnny let's just keep it going to game 4 man game 4 So you guys guessed it. It's uh, I accidentally used Super Princess Peach as my game as well as the request. Um, <laughs> but I'll you know I'll give you some trivia anyway. Cause, uh, so let's see. This game was frequently marketed alongside which two other movie tie-in games with the tagline "The Good, The Bad, The Ugly," and the answer is not "The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly." Damn it.
So, how you guys feeling? Pretty good. Super great. <laughs> Super great. Yeah. Super Nintendo Entertainment. Sega Genesis. Great. <laughs> right? You said right. they were all movie tie-in games? They are, yes. Think about your movie tie-in games that might come out on the Super NES or similar systems. <laughs> oh, hell, Super NES. Well, no. I already wrote it down. Rip, 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 rip. Let's see him. John Regan says, Army Men Sergeant's Heroes. That's incorrect. <laughs> David Fleming says, Catwoman. That's incorrect. And oh my god, did David Wyland just get on the board with Alien 3? Yes, he did. It's Alien that... 3. <laughs> Pull that back up. Dun, dun, Pull, dun. That back. Pull that back <laughs> up, David Wyland. <laughs> that says Alan 3. <laughs> <Let us> no. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to dot an eye with a sharpie, damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, actually, I'll take the point away. You didn't superscript the three in Alien 3, so it's not technically correct. I mean, I think that movie was That's called Alien Google Cube. Said. I mean, shit, no, I didn't Google anything. We talked about it. Alien Cube. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so, David Fleming, you as the Super Nintendo aficionado around here, surely played and beat Alien 3, am I right? Uh, it's my favorite game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> it's the game on Super Nintendo I played more than any other, or the same amount as all others. One or the other, can't decide. Uh, the Super Nintendo <laughs> was basically my Alien Three adapter. Exactly, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a companion console to the, my my VHS of Alien Three. Uh, yeah. um, has anybody actually played Alien Three or any of the Alien games from back in these uh, back in this generation? I no? have not. No. I think we might actually own the original Alien on NES, maybe somewhere, but it was one of the ones that didn't thing, work but, half the time. But man, uh, Alien 3, now okay, and follow up question, who has seen Alien 3, the movie? <laughs> it's been like I, 15 years, maybe. <laughs> wait, is Alien 3 the one where she's pregnant? Yes. Uh, yes. But it's, it's the one where she's time. on the prison. Yeah, the one where she's prison bald planet, and right? in the like wacky prison. Oh yay! Yeah, I've never yeah. seen an alien movie. John, I'm gonna what? now Dude. officially kick you off the show. What the fuck, man? <laughs> now, you know, I was gonna on. talk about this game, but now I just want to talk to you about how great Alien is and why you should have been the... watching it. What the fuck? Now, when you <laughs> say that, do you mean Alien Three or any Alien movie ever? Any alien <laughs> movie. <Damn it. laughs> well, you gotta start with Prometheus. It's the best movie of the entire series. Okay, God David, damn it, David you are the whole show. Sorry, goodbye. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, kind of shit. I'm sorry. This show's just gonna end up being me and David Fleming <laughs> pretty soon. Good God. Um, but yeah, uh, Alien 3, at the time, easily the worst alien movie. Thank God history has corrected that. Um... Yeah, it uh, it actually oh, turned so, they it? turned it into a pretty good game though. Uh, you actually really should check this one out if you have the chance, because it's it's a lot. It's a bit of a Metroidvania type game. You know, there are there are different levels, so it's not just one big world. But there's a lot to explore. You're playing as Ripley. You got a variety of guns. You got fucking like a machine gun, a flamethrower, a grenade launcher, and you know you're exploring this prison, rescuing guys. 
shooting a shitload of aliens and facehuggers and shit. That's the first thing they got wrong from the movie. In the movie, there was only one fucking alien. So, sadly, that doesn't make a very exciting game. So they had to uh, they had to add more aliens. Um, also in the movie, it's a prison colony, and they don't have any weapons. <laughs> so that doesn't make a very exciting alien game. So they corrected that by giving you a shitload of weapons. Um, and then, yeah, you, uh, you know... You go around killing aliens and rescuing dudes and, like, completing missions. You, like, you can log into a terminal in each area and, like, view the map for the whole, uh, for, like, the whole area and see where you need to go and, like, plan where you're gonna go and try and avoid the aliens and pick up med packs and stuff and complete your missions. And you complete, you know, like, a set of, I feel like, eight missions in each area and then move on. It's actually a really cool game. Like, surprisingly good for a movie tie-in game from, you know, 93. Like... <laughs> And, you know, the graphics are pretty fucking good. And, you know, it's Alien. So, as a kid, I thought it was fucking awesome. And even today, like, playing it in the lead-up to the show, I'm like, yeah, wait, this game is good. <laughs> like, I was really prepared to say this game sucks. And I'm like, no, this game's good. <laughs> you know, I'm as surprised as anybody. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a good game. And, you know... God, John, I thought that you named your fucking dog after, you know, after Ellen Ripley. Did you not? No. Who'd you name no. it after? Your dog's name is Ripley. <laughs> yeah. It's the dinosaur uh, guy from Metroid. <laughs> God damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's, uh, I think, grandfather had a dog named Ripley. That's who Ripley's named after. Oh, okay. Hmm. I thought it's because you got, like, a badass, you know, woman dog and named I'm it Ripley. I'm not that cool. <laughs> No, no. Well, I, I, you know, I know you're not that cool now. I thought you were that cool. <laughs> Picturing his dog now in like a white tank top, running around shooting you with a flamethrower, and I'm totally okay with this. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, yeah. you got like a She's fucking, kidding. you know, like a full-grown German Shepherd with a bionic leg. I thought for sure this was a Ripley reference. <laughs> like, oh man, damn, yeah, son, got me imagining like Ripley running around, you know, like carrying the flamethrower in her mouth, and it's all cute, but she's also destroying everything. She's also oh, it's killing all, a lot it's of all xenomorphs. Sliding out in her mouth, like yeah. <laughs> that's so cute, Ripley. You're such a good dog. Ripley hates xenomorphs. Oh, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Squirrels man. Squirrels and xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> None of them in this Epi yard. Fuck no. Episode title. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> I like how we have a new title oh, every shit. game we discuss. That's part of the no, fun, we just, baby. <laughs> yeah. we, just, we do it so that way when John's listening later, he can be like, you know, ha keep a list of them and uh, be, you know, come up with something for the show, for the yeah, thing, exactly. podcast. I guess it's called. Tags and titles all day now. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I'm su I'm very surprised that you haven't seen any of the Alien movies. We need to rectify that immediately. Uh, yes, yeah, John. You know, uh, Alien is one of the best horror movies of all time, and Aliens is arguably like top five action movies of all time. Alien Three, the movie, pretty much sucks. The game is good. And it's it's weird because <laughs> um like a lot of like sci-fi movies, it's like their sequel. It's like good sci-fi movie, and then it's good action movie for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's... it's weird. That's that's kind of the pattern and stuff. You know, you got like um, Alien does it, The Matrix does it. Uh, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Rather like like Matrix. Okay, Matrix goes from like awesome sci-fi movie to like like 
decent, Shitty decent action movie. movie. <laughs> like, I, I like the first Matrix one. Matrix <laughs> goes from like one of the most important movies of all time to shitty sci-fi movie but we're not talking about the matrix we're talking about <laughs> alien um you know fuck man i was trying to think what are the other things i was going to say about this game um you know so none of you have seen alien 3 or david seen alien 3 yeah you know i've saw it like david remembers how many characters ago. from aliens survived and made it into alien 3 am i right so long as there are no further questions yes Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just Ripley, I was going to say, because right? I think yeah. it's just the one. Yep. Uh, you know, the little girl had aged out of the role by the time they made the movie. Michael Bain, for some reason, was not brought back, and everyone else died. But uh, that's what makes what happens when you get a game over in Alien 3 so much more fun. Uh, any idea what plays when you get a game over in Alien 3? Keeping in mind that it's from Alien 3. Town races. <laughs> I'm gonna assume a xenomorph just like biting off the little girl from the movie's head or something, or it, <laughs> like, it is like a, a great. It, it's a great Super NES render of a xenomorph like drooling with the double mouth. But just tell me, you know, how you feel about this game over sound. Paxton, Every rest game in peace, man. That. <laughs> uh, Every game that needs is, that. That's the best. That is absolutely okay, is... not from Alien 3. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. from very Predator, dead. isn't it? Uh, that's uh, that's him and Aliens. Uh, you know. Oh, no, uh, Aliens. Okay, shit. I thought yeah. they... I get in, like, 80s movies mixed up. I just <laughs> I love that. that was, like, I love that inclusion. Because it's like, yeah, fuck it. Just throw everything in there. <laughs> People are going to want that. Like... You know, didn't one of the guys in one of these movies say game over? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, program that shit. Done. All right, good. <laughs> and, That's um, so good. So before we move on to our final game, does anybody have any idea of the trivia? The other two movie tie-in games that they marketed this next to? Uh, Predator and Terminator. <laughs> did you Totally just... not because I looked it up. Wow, yeah. Fuck you. You. <laughs> you know, fun fact for when you look something up, you give other people a chance to guess, dick. Um, <laughs> uh, the answer is actually Terminator 2 and Predator 2. Uh, Terminator 2, the arcade game, to be specific. Great game. And Predator 2, which never came out of Super Nintendo, so I never got to play that. That was strictly a Sega thing. Back in the days when you could market games from different you know consoles on the same page in a comic book with each other. But <laughs> anyway... Fuck yeah, man. Uh, check out Alien 3 if you get the chance, because it's more fun than it has any right to be. It holds up pretty well. And uh, don't check out the movie Alien 3, or really any alien that's come since Alien 3. Just go back and watch Alien and Aliens over and over again, because those movies are fucking great. And uh, Totally not one that came out this week or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm totally going to see that, see if it's worth it. But uh, uh, I get the feeling it's probably as good as Alien 3. I don't trust anything after Prometheus. I'm going to give it like a week or two and see what, what people are saying about it. We'll see. At least this one's got <laughs> Alien in the title. So who knows? True. You know, it's got something bursting out of something else. That's all I want in the <laughs> Alien movies. I mean, please. Um, so, yeah, fuck yeah, Johnny. Let's keep it going, man. Game 5.
And it went oh, to yeah. the end. Yeah. Hard techno. <laughs> Very. This is some crazy sounds again out of that. Oh, I Dude, love it. I like it a lot. Nuts. It's yeah. very, very Johnny. It was, and this isn't real <laughs> trivia, but when it came out, the music got some mixed reviews. Uh, some people hated it. Some people thought it was ahead of its time. And most people, when they look back, they're like, yeah, this this is awesome. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. The, the Japanese version of this game is radically different from the European US version. Um, for instance, most of the game takes place in New York City and the White House makes an appearance. Uh, so the English version tries to remove the mentioning of these locations of the game and renames the White House to City Hall, but at the end of the game, it's clearly the White House in New York City. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys like uh, more trivia? Yes, please. Yeah, if you want. More differences between the Japanese and English slash European version. Um, 
Let's see. Some clothing colors were changed to be more general neutral uh, in the English version. The difficulty was exponentially increased. Um, one character, Ash, was cut from the game entirely because he is a very offensive gay stereotype. Oh, cool. Like, incredibly okay. offensive. This doesn't sound like Pokemon <laughs> at all. <laughs> cool that you confirmed I have the right guess. You. Not cool about <laughs> and gay stereotypes. They put cool more... gay stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, right. And they put more clothing on the female characters in the English version. All right. Come Who's on, got America. some answers? Yeah, right? That's not how we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I'm having a hard time actually reading. There it is. David wrote Streets of Rage 3. John wrote Streets of Rage 3. Other uh, David wrote Streets of Rage 3. Oh my god. That is correct. Now that I didn't see coming. Another ultra. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it. Fuck yeah, yeah this man. Is Streets of Rage 3 for Sega Genesis. The soundtrack is heavily inspired by the Detroit techno scene at the time. <laughs> uh, Detroit techno was very popular in Japan. Of course it uh, was. Not Detroit. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know the, that was a thing. <laughs> and it's got the guys uh, from Streets of Rage 2 uh, doing the soundtrack again. Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this game you can play as Blaze, a pretty badass girl who you know beats the shit out of people. She's a cop, isn't huh. she? Uh, I think in this one they've they're officially ex cops at this point. Okay. Hell yeah, but, dude! It yes. went, went all fast and furious on them. Yep, mm. <laughs> getting deep into the streets of rage lore. And here's yeah. where, the, like the first, because <laughs> like in this one it's less streets of rage and more like clubs of rage. Like you're beating up people in nightclubs a lot in this so one. So they're going to a rager, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not what I would have said. It, <laughs> it's got some pretty awesome unlockable characters. Like, there's one sub-boss you can unlock and play as. Um, Isn't crap, there I forgot his name. kangaroo? That's, I was getting to that. There's okay. a kangaroo you can say, play geez, as. Just jump right into the best unlockable <laughs> in the game. Wait, is that what that... Because didn't this evolve into that one fighting game? Tekken? No. Yeah. No, it did not. <laughs> I remember this fucking kangaroo in that <laughs> game, great, I though. think, or something. Yeah. Or like, like Tatsumo... Or, I can't say the fucking name of that one. But no, so one of the early bosses is uh, you fight Rue, a kangaroo, and his, like, owner trainer at the same time. And if you beat up the trainer and not Rue, Rue hops away, and then you can play as him. Fuck yeah, man. Just lock him. Just take that animal kangaroo. abuse. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it's yeah. a harder fight, though, because you're getting a kangaroo kicking the shit out of you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> but worth it. Because you can be a kangaroo and beat the shit out of people. Yeah, you know, much like in life, it is tricky to avoid the kangaroo while fighting its trainer. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, God, yeah. Can't you see I'm trying to free your dumb ass? Come on, man. Just yeah, back it up with the big kicks. Uh, and the boxing gloves. Why do all kangaroos wear boxing gloves? <laughs> I've never seen oh, a real-life kangaroo with boxing gloves. I get I've never seen a real-life kangaroo. <laughs> no, I, see, I mean, I see kangaroos every single year at the North Florida Fair, and at no point have they ever brought a kangaroo in wearing boxing gloves or made it fight anybody for my entertainment. You know, gotta go I, to I feel like anyone getting close enough to a kangaroo to put boxing gloves on it is going to get a fucking flick to the face. Yeah, yeah probably. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta be really fucking careful. They're Except pretty those ripped. carnies, baby. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking North Florida Fair. Uh, Streets of Rage 3, and that, oh man. 
Gotta love a Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack, man. That guy had a way with the bloops. And, you know, this music, that barely sounded like Genesis music. Like, Yeah, it's, it's that, bonkers. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not saying Genesis music isn't good, but like that was really fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, they definitely used the chipset in there to its, its max, I think, to make some fucking cool sounds and shit. Significantly less farty than I'm used to from, like, a Genesis soundtrack. And I love some Genesis soundtracks, because you gotta love the fartiness. You work with what you're given. You know, the, the console's a fucking instrument, you make it work. But... That's, that's like, one of the least farty things I've ever heard from a Genesis no, like, game. No, you could, if I, if you had some 80s movie, you know, nightclub fight scene, and that music was playing in the background, like, it, it would just make sense. Like, I want to watch a VHS tape with, like, guys get the shit beat out of them, and everything's all, like, blue neon and purple neon, and that music's playing. There we <laughs> go. I don't want to test this now. Yeah. A lot of smoke everywhere. <laughs> You know, very outrun. That's what I want. We gotta, we gotta go redo the original Terminator, the Technoir scene, just playing Streets of Rage three music. I think it'll yes. work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> work perfectly. Um, but yeah, um, I never played Streets of Rage three, to... not just because I don't have a Genesis, but because I played one and two more than this. Uh, somehow the third entry in all these beat 'em up series just always escaped me. Like, you know, Final Fight three. Whenever they released Hagar's downloadable costume for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and he had like the ponytail and the knee pads on, I was like, wait, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, that's how yeah. he looks in Final Fight 3. It's like, it is? Final Fight yeah. <laughs> 3 was good because that's the one that added the super meter. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I, I never played it. <laughs> so, or, you know, at least not back in the day. I think that actually, I feel like Final Fight 3 came out after the Nintendo 64. So I, I might be wrong about that, but... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, Streets of Rage 3, uh, you know, have they made any Streets of Rage games? Like, have they tried rebooting this at all? Like, you know. I don't think so. I'm pulling fuck? up the series page of Wikipedia now, but I suspect it's only going to have three entries on there. Yep, three entries. You guys are kidding <laughs> me, man. Like, these games were fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they were like, maybe maybe with that, you know, that poll that Sega did last year or whatever, where they polled people on like what they would like to see. I think they just made an announcement that they're going to do like significant franchise reboots. Mm. And uh, maybe we're getting some fresh Streets of Rage. I don't know how it works in a modern you know game setting, but, you know, just come on. Give us some Streets of Rage. Four, five, six, you know, onward. It, you know, it is seven, fun pulling up the six, eight, nine even. Yeah, I like you know I, I like pull up the series page on Wikipedia. First release, Streets of Rage. Latest release, Streets of Rage 3, 1994. <laughs> 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 Good to know. <laughs> series uh, status, uh, uh, who the fuck knows. But, you know, mentioning it in the same, uh, you know, kind of insinuation as the Fast and the Furious franchise, it seems like it's logical for it to go that route. Like, just make a shitload of these, keep on introducing characters, and then eventually have one where all of them show up at the same time. I think it's like have one where they're all kangaroos. <laughs> slowly replace the entire cast with kangaroos one at a time. Yeah, exactly, dude. You know, fucking, you know, just Australia of rage. I'm, I'm into it. Like, I'm just trying to think. Outback of rage. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, there, I remember there being, I don't know if it's still around, but somebody made a open source, like, computer game called Beats of Rage. That I was like based it. in just Streets of Rage, and it got ported to everything. Like you can play it on Dreamcast, you can play it on PC, you can play it on yeah, like whatever. Um, I don't know if it's around or not. I should have looked that up before the show, but it, it was supposed to be pretty good. Was it a beat 'em up? Yeah, 
Oh, okay. It's basically just Streets of Rage, but they call it Beats of Rage. When you said that, I thought maybe it was like a, like a rhythm like, game. Like a music <laughs> game? <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. rhythm game where you're just punching the guy in the face to like the beat of the song. Yeah, exactly. No, That'd it's be great. That, that awful mechanic they introduced in the last Def Jam game where you get to fight to the beat and do extra damage. <laughs> like, I mean, ooh, if yeah, I'm yeah, I forgot about that. can be a typing game, you can make a beat-em-up rhythm game. Yes, yeah. exactly. In fact, I think that should be our next Patreon goal. <laughs> like, one, start the Patreon. Two, beat em up rhythm game. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Three, tickets to E3. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> Three, pick another stretch goal. We have no idea. Um, <laughs> you know, four, extra kangaroos. Um, yeah. uh, wait, stretch goal, uh, buy a copy of uh, Alien on VHS to send to John? Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> you know, also alien VHS viewing player. party at John's house. <laughs> Jesus. You know, you're way behind, John. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, is there anything? I, mean, I feel like we haven't really said much of specific about Streets of Rage 3. Like, just third one. people up. It's uh, probably better, longer, you know... I don't know. I, I have to look this up. I remember, God, there was something. Like, I think it has the most playable characters uh, of any of them. Um, <laughs> uh, it's got a power meter, which lets you do special moves without using your life. In the previous games, you had to use your life bar to do the special moves. And this, I hate that. Instead, you get like a special meter, which is nice. That's a, t- that's a terrible like arcade-based mechanic. That shit's just mad. <laughs> Quarter-eating <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, you know, I love doing Hagar's Lariat in Final Fight, but I hate losing the life, so, you know, it's a, it's a give and take that, I don't know, it just it makes the whole game a game of decisions. I hate making decisions. I like beating shit up. <laughs> yeah, you just want to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see, it's got the more complex plot the, than the previous games. It's got multiple endings. The levels are longer. It is it's probably the best game in the series, really. Yeah, I don't probably. know why it's not as popular as one and two. Because word got out they were going to stop making them, and so people just didn't buy it in protest. Like, seriously, <laughs> this game's too, this game's really good. Why are we not? You know, why is there not five more of these? Come on, man. No. But anyway, I don't know. Streets Rage Three, um, pretty fucking dope soundtrack. You know, Yuzo Koshiro, man, that guy, uh, he made some tunes. Him and uh, him and his buddy Hip Tanaka, who worked on this game together, if I recall correctly. <laughs> You know, maybe you've heard of them. You know, if you just stand around for ten minutes, you get to hear Tanaka's theme. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a thing. Yeah, oh damn it, I am. You know, yeah, oh. that's not a thing at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tanaka's nah, theme. Oh, You're crazy, John. <laughs> we should start combing through all the games that Hip Tanaka made to see if he put in a secret song. That would be great yeah. if this whole time he's had Tanaka's theme and we haven't known about it at all. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just stumbled upon it by mixing yeah. him up with oh my the other God. guy. Game That Tune is the most important video game music podcast of all time. <laughs> Episode like, title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! There you go. <laughs> well, hell yeah, dude. Um, you know, fuck yeah, Streets Rage 3 and fuck yeah, uh, Hip Tanaka. Greatest music composer of all time who did not work on Street Series 3. Uh, shall we uh, Shall we put this one to the calculating computer, Johnny? <laughs> uh, I think so. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's Cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Oops. Scoring. 
Design complete. <laughs> the boobs gets me every this time. This game's winner is. <laughs> John Harrington. Ah, uh, yeah. With the boobs. Man, oh man. Good times, man. Good, uh, mm, good game. Good win. Just, uh, mm, so fun to be back. I hate taking a week off. Johnny, never go anywhere again. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Was for coming. Was that so hard, honestly? Yeah, it's so hard to just stay where you are and always do game that tune. Let's go nightly. Um, oh, <laughs> every fucking night. Um, we have enough. How do people on the that. radio do it, dude? Yeah, that's, that's why people on the radio get replaced with robots. Um, <laughs> can we please get the game that tune Tron Five Thousand that just replaces all of our inane chatter with <laughs> just general platitudes? <laughs> like, and, you know, I just like, keep you up with current teach events. AI like that. to make. Yeah. <laughs> I, Looks like those clowns like, in uh, Washington are up to it again. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if an AI clowns. can actually make enough dick jokes. Like, can we, can we program to make dick jokes? Yeah, I, I am confident <laughs> that you could program a more creative robot than David Wyland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's fair. Hook it up with Idiot. one of them neural nuts. They beat me at chess yeah, and they beat me at making dick jokes. Oh. <laughs> some neural nuts. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> folks. I'm not even picking a theme. Um, <laughs> we're out. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I had a theme in mind. You know, I hope that everybody has been listening to the recently released Game That Tune all launch uh, mixtape. Because I very much enjoyed putting it together. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, there's so few games available when a system launches, you know? So I kind of thought about a theme that's the opposite of a launch theme. What about like swan songs, games that come out in the same year as a new system that will supplant the current system? Like games that come out, you know, like games that came out in 2001 for the Nintendo 64, because the GameCube's right around the corner for example, or games that came out in 2012 for the Wii, for example, because you know, the Wii U is right around the corner. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I explain this clearly so that uh, the two Davids don't misunderstand me at all. <laughs> you know, I was going to question your theme and what exactly you meant, but then you offered a clarification that made sense, so I think I'm good. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> But yeah, and you know, and I would say, you know, it, you know, just on a matter of principle, it should exclude games that came out for both systems. You know, so if it came out for the, you know, for example, for the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch, we will not be featuring Breath of the Wild on next week's show. But Did yeah, you say, what, what games that what, came what out? Why don't you just say Breath of the Wild? Like, why don't you? Just, we yeah. all know what you're talking about. We're not doing it. We're we're putting that in our back pocket for a special occasion. That game's fantastic, and you're not done with it yet. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, games that come out for one system when another system is looming in the future. I think it's a fun theme, and it re you know requires us to do a little bit of research, but I think we'll discover that there are some fun games that come out in the last year of a system's life cycle. So yeah, um, that's my theme, and we'll figure the fuck out. I don't know. You know it's going to be great. I'm going to pull up like a list of fucking, you know, whatever, Super Nintendo games that came out in 1996 and be just, you know, devastated by it the lack of content. Like, can't wait. <laughs> it's bound to backfire on me in some way. 
You know, because, like, God help me if I can think of what ga- what console actually counts as, like, the fucking successor to the Sega Genesis. John, help me out. What system is that? Uh, <laughs> the Saturn. Knows. <laughs> but did it did it succeed? If, if like, exactly. can you call it a successor <laughs> if it doesn't succeed? Yeah, exactly. In order to, in order to properly follow the Genesis, it needs to be the next one that actually works out. John, which console is that? Um, no. So anyway, uh, it's going to be a that good show. Probably, see, now I'm just thinking like that would probably like most likely be um, the Sega Dreamcast. So I'm just picturing like no. Genesis games released in 2001. Yes. <laughs> There's a couple, no, right? It's probably a couple, but I still wouldn't even call that a success. I would say this, like the, the, the console that replaced the Sega Genesis would be like our cell phones. Like, <laughs> 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 we got games from a Nokia phone. It's uh, it's Snake, everybody. Good night. <laughs> oh, God. Games from the N-Gage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. side talking. You remember that? It's about time. Games <laughs> from the N-Gage. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that one. And also that other one. Um, but yeah, man. I just, I, instead of actually fighting a game, I just make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be a fun theme. So thanks for everybody uh, who you know joined in with us tonight. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, everybody who joins us live, uh, twitch.tv slash game that tune, live on Facebook. Uh, we're live on YouTube, but I don't think anybody turned up there tonight. Uh, on our twi- uh, Twitter profile via Periscope. I think we picked up a couple of followers tonight. So, yeah, big shout out to our new followers. Um, you know, you can catch us in podcast form on Wednesday mornings. Uh, go to gamethatune.com. Find us in iTunes, Stitcher, fucking Mixcloud. Find us fucking wherever the fuck we are. We're everywhere. Just search for Game yeah. That Tune. It's crazy. If you actually Google search Game That Tune, we turn up now. I don't know what you did, Johnny, but you got it right. <laughs> I got it. I was on more things, I think. <laughs> yeah, you did it, son. Um, and yeah, you can uh, always make a request. You know, rack your brain on some uh, some Swan Song games and hit us up with a request. Find us uh, on Twitter at GTTPod. Email us, GameThatTune at gmail.com. Shoot any of us a message on Facebook or wherever we're going to be. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. Yep, you can find David Fleming on Twitter at efdfleming. And you can find David Wyland on Twitter at nameless888. Um, also, I'm going to be at Megacon this weekend selling stuff. Uh, look for the Nerd Out booth. And if oh. this is uh, the people listening to the podcast next week... Um, Never mind. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Show it to Megacon. Shout out Game That Tune. David Wilder will give you stuff for free. That's, uh, that's the Game That Tune bump we're doing, baby. <laughs> not a thing. Don't, uh, that's not enforceable. But uh, yeah, man. Um, we'll catch you all next week. And we're going out with some great bonus tunes because I totally thought of this theme in advance. And, you know, for- forgiving us, please, if you were thinking about using this for the theme next week. Uh, Wii game that came out in 2012. Here in North America, it's Ricky's theme from Xenoblade Chronicles. Johnny, hit it with the peace out. Thank you.
Metroid is copyright 1986 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Trace Memory is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated and Sing Incorporated. Super Princess Peach is copyright 2006 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Alien 3 is copyright 1993 LJN Limited and 20th Century Fox Productions Limited. Streets of Rage 3 is copyright 1994 Sega Games Company Limited. I always, anytime somebody says this crash on Twitch, I always pull it up and check for myself because like nine times out of ten they just gotta refresh. Guys, yeah. I'm not saying it was space pirates, but it was space pirates. Hey, but before you go, check it out. I finally found the sound again. What? <laughs> what? what? Feels good, man. I don't think I've been on an episode with that sound effect in it, have I? It's back. What? Vader's back. <laughs>